0: This is the Decibel Geek Podcast with Chris Sinzak and Aaron Camaro.
1: We're back. It's official. Oh, yes, it's time. Time for the Decibel Geek Podcast. Are you ready to rock? I'm ready to rock. My co-host is ready to rock. I'm Aaron Camaro. There he is, Chris Sinzak. I don't even got to ask. I already know, man. You're ready to rock
2: don't speak for me you were born
1: ready, a liar
2: (laughs) you're you're right I am ready to rock
1: (laughs) I knew it (laughs) (laughs) well perfect because we are recording a brand new episode of the decibel geek podcast welcome all the rock and rollers out there you know it's always a fun thing because we get to interact with you guys all the time you know be it on our, our social medias or all that and you know or going out places I run into people that really enjoy the show you know and I went to a wrestling reunion this weekend, and I had several of the wrestlers tell me, man, keep that show going. It's really good. And I said, well, you know, after 11 years, you might as well, right? Kind of committed. Very cool. At this point. So, yes, definitely going to keep it going. Last week, man, I feel like we knocked it out of the park last week, and we had some real help from our friend Eric Dover.
2: Yeah, that was a great episode and uh, getting great feedback on it already. And, yeah, thanks, uh, Eric Dover, for coming on and sharing all those cool stories with us. And it was, uh, it was cool to go in-depth about that period of Slash's career and uh, the whole Snake Pit project. And, yeah, I'm glad everybody seems to really be enjoying it.
1: Check one more off my list. Yeah, still got a million to go, but that one was right up there near the top. I love that album so much. I always love it when you get to learn something new. About something you love, you know? So that's always great. We might do that for you here today, teach something new that you might have should have been loving all along because it's the return of the Radio Sucks radio show. Yeah, it's awesome. So before we get to all of it, you know us, we got to take care of the business. We open up the file, we look deep inside, kind of dust some cobwebs around, and I see some dust and little else. No reviews <laughs> this week. <laughs>
2: yeah no, we had a great week last week
1: i know man we shot our wad too much we should have spread those out maybe <laughs>
2: yeah probably should have held on to one of them for this week
1: <laughs> that's all right we'll give you guys a chance to replenish if you want to leave the decibel geek podcast a review i can tell you this it means a whole lot to us the best place to do it apple Podcasts. you can leave us a review there got pod chaser That's a great place to leave reviews for all kinds of different podcasts, even learn about new podcasts that you might be interested in that you didn't know about. And of course, we are on Facebook. We love the Facebook recommendations. You know, if you're on Facebook, we got a Facebook page, the Decibel Geek Podcast. We've got a group called the Decibel Geek Community, all kinds of cool conversation going on in there. You want to discover something new in rock and roll, spend a little time in that group, check out what the people are posting, everybody there is just like us, sharing the music, talking about the music, all the stuff that we love, all the stuff that we respect, the stuff from our childhood all the way up to the stuff that's coming out today. It's all being talked about in the Decibel Geek community. Now, if you love the Decibel Geek podcast and your only complaint, we get this a lot, is not enough. We need more. Well, you can get more. You can become a Decibel Geek VIP over on Patreon. Yeah, that's awesome. Check them out. Look up Decibel Geek. Find your level of commitment. We got the Torpedo Dudes going on. That's our KISS podcast that we do on the side. We've got the Chris and Aaron show where we talk about all kinds of crazy stuff, the kind of stuff we're not going to talk about on the show, kind of behind the scenes type things you're going to find on the Chris and Aaron show. I know it's such a creative name. We came up with that one and we're like, it's got a good ring to it.
2: Lots of beans get spilled on the Patreon content. I'll just say that.
1: It's true. It's true. Yeah. All the smack talk and all that stuff.
2: Yeah. So if you wonder if we're talking shit about you, sign up for Patreon and find out.
1: I know for sure. That's a great pitch. Find out who's talking shit. Over on Patreon. Yeah,
2: that's right. So
1: we got all that cool stuff going on. You're finding out that we're bringing you new noise a little more often than we did before. Mm -hmm. Kind of a side thing, a little something extra. You people wanted more. We want to give you what you want. You love rock and roll. You love hanging out with us. We appreciate it. So another good way to help us out is something we've been doing for a long, long time. It's a way for us to show love to the people that are loving this show. And so when we come out with a new episode, like we did last week with the Slash's Snake Pit, it's 5 o'clock somewhere, Album's Unleashed, our friends out there on Facebook and our friends on Twitter saw that original post that we put out, whether it be on our Facebook page or our Twitter account. They took it, they retweeted it, they shared it with their friends, they helped us spread the word about rock and roll and podcasting, and we love them for it. So when people do that for us, the least we can do is honor them with the prestigious title of Geeks of the Week.
2: Geeks of the Week this week are Adam Cox, Rock and Ron Runyon, Kristen Schimbeck, David Cathy, Will Honeycutt, Joseph Capone, Scott Crouch, Darren Parkin, Matt Ashcraft, Brent Tibbetts, Tommy Black, Bill Elam, Andy Lafon, Aaron Baker, Simon Cat, Mike Tyler, The Metal Mike Show, Chris Fretwell, Jeffrey Mindenhall, Caesar Atondo, Mark Alden Taylor, Mark and Jerry B. S. Sessions, Freeform Rock Podcast, Shay Hargett, Keith Rockford, John Phillips, Sit and Spin with Joe, Mike Parnell, David Glenn, Lil Willie A to Z. Jeff Taylor, Hakan Bergstad, James McElhenny, Kevin's on Fire, Ernesto Aguiar, Focus on Metal, Vet Halen, and as always, the the Mooger
1: Fooger. Fooger. Oh yeah, those are our people. We love them. We honor them. That's a mighty fine list right there. I see a lot of people enjoyed last week's episode and helped us get the word out about it. You know, if you do that for us, we're going to read your name on the show. You can go show your friends just how cool you are. Check me out. A Geek of the Week. Can you believe it? Me. It could be you, and it's so simple, easy to do. We are the Decibel Geek Podcast. We are part of Pantheon Podcasts. What Pantheon is, is a conglomerate. Yeah, I like that. It's like very metal and strong sounding. It's a conglomerate of awesome podcasts. All of them about music, all different kinds of music, all the best rock ones, They're a part of Pantheon Podcasts. We're a part of Pantheon Podcast, and if you want to find your next favorite music show, that's the place to go. It's your one stop to discover all kinds of new stuff. You're looking for the best? They've gathered it for you. Put it in the Pantheon. Awesome thing. Check them out. We appreciate them very much.
2: Yeah, I love being on Pantheon and uh, listen to a lot of the shows regularly, and Baco did a good plus one with uh, Zeus from Shout It Out Loudcast this week. Nice. And... uh, well enjoyed listening to that and listening to them try to dissect the lyrics of an Ario Speedwagon song. It was highly entertaining.
1: <laughs> I want to check it out based on that. <laughs>
2: yeah, it was very entertaining.
1: Awesome, man. That's very cool. I like it when Pantheon podcasters kinda like intermingle with each other. We did that not too long ago and we did the uh on assignment. We need to bring that back, I think.
2: Yeah, it's about time for another one.
1: Yeah, it worked good the first time. We don't got to wait forever. Okay, so radio didn't always suck. They became sucky after a certain period of time. At one time, radio was so important that I would sit with a little teeny boom box with a cassette player in it with my finger on play and record, mm-hmm. listening to the radio, waiting for them to play something that I liked. And I'd hit record so fast and record the song, and I'd make myself little mixtapes off of the songs I heard on the radio.
2: And eventually they did play that New Kids on the Block song. Right?
1: <laughs> yeah, sadly they did. Way before they played the Kiss song, I requested it 100 million times.
2: <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, being a, kid, a, a Kiss fan in the late 80s, waiting for them to get played on radio, you were waiting a
1: while. Long time. <laughs> long time, you know, and going from that little kid doing that type of stuff to growing up and actually getting a job on radio, and being told, you know, are you playing requests? Is what I was asked one time, and I was like, well, yeah. And the boss says, don't play requests. And I said, what do you mean? You know? And he says, you don't play the requests. You tell them keep listening. It's coming up. And I said, well that that sucks you know that doesn't make any sense you know you play the requests so people keep listening so they make another request they keep listening and then they're hearing the commercials and they're listening to the station and everybody's happy and he's like no you make them wait for it and I was like man that sucks you know and I could never adhere to those rules you know I couldn't do it you know it just seemed like this is wrong (laughs) And I get in trouble so much for playing the stuff that I wasn't supposed to play. But I did it anyway all the time because I believed radio was this awesome thing. And it's sad because it's changed. It's not like that no more, you know? It it really makes me sad. But it makes me happy because it's a good thing we can do on this show by playing great bands that radio's definitely not playing.
2: Yeah, you know how many times I would call into the radio station and ask for a particular artist or song and They'd always say, oh, I think I've got that one in here. Just hang on and stay tuned. And they'd never fucking play
1: it, assholes. Because they were following the rules. (laughs) I couldn't do it, man. My heart is too rock and roll to ever do that. you know. And eventually, I got out of radio because I wasn't a good fit for it anymore. And then when you came around with the Decibel Geek podcast, and you described it to me, and it's like, so we can talk about all these bands and all this music that's awesome that nobody else is talking about? And you were like, yeah. I was like, I'm so in. So I just got to say thank you, Chris Sinzak, for inventing podcasting. You saved my life.
2: Inventing <laughs> podcasting? You're giving me a little too much credit there, buddy.
1: <laughs> you saved my life, man.
2: <laughs> my name's not Adam Curry, but thank you.
1: <laughs> you invented it to me, man. Yeah, well, I'm I'm
2: happy to be there for you. Heck yeah. <laughs>
1: all right, let's play some okay. music. Yeah, you guys know what it's all about. Radio sucks. They're not playing it for you. We're going to do it right now. And Chris Sinzak's up first.
2: And I got to say, every one of my picks is pretty much brand spanking new this week. So um, this will be fun. Um, but, you know, and there's always like a lot of talk about Frontiers putting together these I guess you would call it super groups or basically these collective groups of guys from other bands. And, you know, some are hit and miss, you know, some of them are great. Some of them are not so much. But uh, there's one that uh, just got announced that I'm really, really high on, especially the uh, new single that's, that's just come out. And I'm going to spend that. It's a band called Clean Break. All one word, Clean Break. And uh, James Durbin is the singer. You might know James Durbin. In metal circles, because uh, he was fronting Quiet Riot for a while,
1: yeah, and Queen, and was like the metal guy on the singing show.
2: He was on American Idol and he was great on that. He's done some cool stuff with Quiet Riot, though. I don't really think he was a, the right fit for Quiet Riot. I think they're a little bit better with uh, with uh, Jizzy Pearl singing for him, yeah. but uh, he did a great solo record, or I guess it's just called Durbin, uh, last year, which is that one's worth your time but the new one clean break it's it's james on vocals mike flintz from the new version of riot on guitar perry richardson on bass and robert sweet on drums. so you got half of striper in this band nice and it's it's really good I, it's one of those where i was kind of like well i don't know if this is going to be any good and then i saw the video and heard this song and i was like damn that's actually really good and if you're a fan of eclipse and stuff like that kind of melodic hard rock You're going to really like this one. This is Clean Break with their new song, Coming Home. It's like a super long extended guitar solo from Mike Flint's on that. It's a really great solo. And, but it's badass. Durbin's vocals are awesome, and you know Perry and Robert sound amazing as a rhythm section on this. And uh, I'm excited to hear the rest of the record, but yeah, they're off to a good start.
1: Yeah, based on that, man, I want to hear the rest of it too. Clean break, man. That's cool. I like it. Yeah. Well, I guess we better get the frontiers out of the way, because I got one too man, these guys, you know, they're doing stuff that we like because they are always constantly coming up in these type of episodes for us. Now, last year, it really was one of my favorite albums of the year, but, you know, it's always funny. You don't want to include a covers album when there's so many great originals albums out there, you know, but one of my favorite albums from last year was the one from Enough's Enough. It was called Hard Rock Night. Yep, it came out on Frontiers, and it's pretty awesome, and I really love it. I mean, Enough's Enough... Has always, always been heavily influenced by the Beatles. I mean, they wear it on their sleeves. They've done, played Revolution Live for years. They did Dear Prudence acoustic for Howard Stern years ago when Donnie was in the band. Mm-hmm. And they continue it, you know, they continue it with this album that came out. And it's not just the Beatles, it's like Beatles related stuff. So you get Paul McCartney songs in there, you get John Lennon songs in there, you even get With a Little Hope from My Friends in there. And what they're doing on these songs is rocking them out. Like songs that didn't have rocking distorted guitars when they originally came out. On this album, they got them. Oh, it's pretty cool. Check this one out. This is off the album that has songs like Back in the USSR, Revolution, Jet, Dear Prudence, Live and Let Die. All kinds of cool stuff. This is one of my favorites off there. You guys know the Motley Crue cover. They sped it up. Enough's enough Snuff keeps it a little bit closer to the original but still rocks it pretty damn hard. Here it is. It's Helter Skelter. When
3: I get to the bar-
2: One, this album's really grown on me since it's come out. Taking on the Beatles as a cup co- for a covers record—that's a ballsy move to start with. <laughs>
1: yeah, because um, I mean, in some people's eyes, you're never going to touch the original stuff.
2: Well, sure, and and I don't even think Chip and the rest of the guys were were saying we're going to top the Beatles with this or anything. I think it's truly an homage, but. I like that they kept the tempo of this more to the original because it's got that kind of slinky, sleazy sound to it, especially when you add all that distortion to the guitars. Yeah. And then Tori's lead playing on this is fabulous. So
1: good, man. The the solo on this just blows my mind. And that's probably my favorite thing about this album is... That it's the band. you know, it's not Chip and a bunch of different people playing on it. Right. It's the actual band. When you go see Enoughs Enough Live," who are constantly on tour and are probably coming to your town next week, you know, it's the band. I think there's a certain chemistry that goes with this and made but just made it very cool. And yeah, Tori's guitar solo on that. Mmm, tasty.
2: Yeah, this is the one that I think a lot of people might have overlooked when it came out, but it's definitely worth your time because they did some interesting things with these cover songs. And it's a fun, I'll just, the biggest word I can think of for this record is fun. It's fun to listen to their interpretations of these songs.
1: Yeah, 100%. Highly recommended. You can get it from Frontiers, get it on album. I think it's got different colors you can get. You know how it is nowadays. Or you can be like me and get the CD. Either way, it's all good. You're going to enjoy it.
2: telling you what cds are coming back you're on the cutting edge
1: heck yeah i knew it all along yeah so the next band i'm gonna play is
2: a band called bastardane and it's a hard rock trio from savannah georgia uh they fuse fast high gain riffs and power chord grooves with heavy feedback and clean dissonant chord progressions to create a unique amalgamation that's a big word Mm -hmm. of sludge thrash and melodic rock and um Interestingly, of this band, they feature Jake Ben on lead vocals and bass, Ethan Sorotsky on guitars, and a guy named Caster Hetfield on drums.
1: Caster Hetfield.
2: He is the son of James Hetfield of Metallica.
1: Wow, that's cool.
2: And you probably saw Caster running around as a toddler on the Some Kind of Monster documentary back in the day. Uh, But they're based out of Savannah, and... I uh, didn't really know much about them until um, our friend Grimy booked them into Basement uh, this past weekend, actually, and was asking me about opening act suggestions, and he was like, it's Hetfield's son, and I'm like, really? So I checked it out, and I'm like, damn, this is really good stuff, and it's kind of, it's almost like a cross between, it's, a, it's like imagining Judas Priest doing like a doom metal record or something, it's kind of, it's a little different, and... I really enjoyed it and I want to che- get you guys to check this out. This is Bastardane with a song called Imposter. record's good i was very impressed with it i wanted to hear more
1: from these guys it's powerful man i dig it a lot man it's got that good chugging kind of an attitude drive to it i dig it
2: yeah it's heavy but it's not overly heavy to where it pounds you over the head it's it's enjoyable i really liked them
1: right on bastardane
3: yeah
1: all right we'll keep it moving here's another one you might be familiar with what you might not know is they're still around yeah, unless they played in your town last weekend, which is a pretty good possibility because they're constantly on the road. One of my all-time favorite bands, didn't know them when they were really new, but discovered them a little bit later on. They became one of my favorites. I'm talking about the Super Suckers. You guys know about the Super Suckers? I bet you do. You've heard me talking about them before at least. Yep. It's a great band, man. Love them a lot. They've been around for a long time. They've got a shit ton of albums out. And a couple of years ago, they released their latest album, and it was called Play That Rock and Roll, and that's exactly what they do. Love Me Some Super Suckers, one of my favorite bands of all time. Here's a song off that album, and then I want you to go buy it because it's badass. This is a tune called The Last Time Again. Eddie Spaghetti and the boys, yep. Metal Marty Chandler on guitar, Chango on the drums, and Eddie Spaghetti. That guy's been through a lot, but he's still out there kicking ass, playing any and every place that they'll allow the Super Suckers to play. I was never into them when they were young, when I was young, because of the name. I thought, man, what a strange name. I never... I'd see their pictures back in the back of the magazines with the t-shirts and stuff and be like man, I don't know about Super Suckers. That seems kind of strange, you know? But then years later, I hear it and go, oh, this is influenced by everything from ACDC to Merle Haggard to Motorhead, you know? And you can kind of get a little Motorhead flavor off of that song. That's when I like them the best, when they're putting their ACDC and their Motorhead on their sleeve and just letting it rip. But the Super Suckers are also my favorite country band.
2: <laughs> they do kind of like straddle that line don't they
1: they've got country albums you know eddie spaghetti came out with a solo album it's all country songs but i really like it you know like so people ask me like do you listen to country i'd be like yeah the super suckers (laughs) 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 they're the best why ain't they in the country music hall of fame
2: honestly they're probably more country these days than most country artists
1: yeah for sure because when they are doing the country stuff it's like the old outlaw country, you know, it's that's mm-hmm. where they draw it from. But then, you know, you get a couple of songs like that on the new album and you get a bunch of just heavy rockers that remind you like motorhead tunes and balls to the wall, man. You get a little bit of everything with the super suckers, but it's all good. So guys, go check out that latest album. It's called Play That Rock and Roll. It's out on Astate Records. Came out a couple of years ago, but it's their latest. They're still kicking. Keep going. Awesome.
2: So the last time we did the uh, Fresh Blood episode, I got some praise for my pick of uh, local Nashville band Lydia's Castle, and uh, man, I tell you, there's some really good stuff coming out of Nashville these days, and as somebody who grew up here, uh, trust me, that wasn't always the case with the local rock scene. So things are definitely looking up, and there's some good stuff, so I'm going to play another Nashville band, and uh, this is one where, and, and I don't play something on the show unless I actually like it, so I get we get Aaron and I both get solicited all the time by bands and it, but it's gotta be something we both think is cool before we play it on the show. So it has both of our stamps of approval on this. And this is a band called lost circus. And they, they have a, on their website, they've got a big, uh, like a YouTube video of Eddie trunk endorsing the band saying, that you know, they sent him their stuff and he really likes it. Um, but more importantly, they're getting the Decibel Geek Steal.
1: That's the right. Football. We really like it, too. <laughs>
2: yeah, we like it better.
1: We like um, it better than any um, trunk.
2: Than any trunk does. So, yeah. Because we live here, damn it. <laughs> but no, they're... Uh, they're really cool. They're brand new too. Um, Steve Libby on vocals, Brian Bloomer on guitars. And I've known Brian for a long time. Brian's done uh, tech work. He's been a guitar player in local bands. He's, he's also the guy that plays the music at the Nashville predators games, uh, the hockey hockey team, Kenny Knight on guitars, Chad Grant on bass. And I've known Chad for God, over 10 years. He's played in local bands here. And then Tom Gregory on drums. So it really is a homegrown Nashville band. And, i love them uh, it says on their website music from a lost era when singers notes soared guitarists were gunslingers bass was punchy and the drums were thunderous hard rock heavy metal melodic yes to all of the above and i agree
1: yeah yes indeed so
2: i think you guys are gonna like this this is lost circus with a new song called this place is mad
1: Oh, so good!
2: I like it a lot. It's, I was very impressed with it, and and they've got a whole record out now. And uh, I'm I probably end up spending more stuff off of their off of their record in the future. But yeah, Lost Circus, check them out.
1: Yeah, that's pretty killer, man. I like that. You know, pretty soon they're gonna have to change the name to Nashville Rock City with things like this happening around here.
2: Yeah, I love uh, I love it when a local band impresses me like this, and uh, just like with Lydia's Castle, I think these guys are are great.
1: Yeah, a ton of attitude in that song, man. Love it. Love it all. That's exactly what I like in new music coming out. Here's a band. It's new to me, but it's, they've been around for a minute. From San Francisco, California, formed in 2011. You know, I always feel like when I walk into the local music stores around here, the ones that sell CDs, I feel like Norm walking into Cheers sometimes. So, <laughs> I walk in the door, and they're like, hey, Aaron's here. They elbow each other and be like, This guy's going to drop like 100 bucks on CDs in here. Watch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I have so much fun when I go visit my friends. One of my best friends that I like to go see is my buddy Scott that works at Phonolux Records here in Nashville. If you are ever in Nashville and you're looking for albums, CDs, music memorabilia, anything like that, you got to check out the Phonolux. It's it's like an old school music store where you go in and you talk about music with the people that work there. And, man, I love that so much, the vibe in that place. And I see my buddy Scott, you know, we talk about all the new this came out or the new that. Or, oh, did you ever hear this? Or, hey, we met this guy one time, you know, and he's always such a fun guy to talk to. And last time I was there, he said, hey, have you ever heard of the band Fuzz? And I said, Fuzz? Ah, uh, I don't I, guess I don't think so maybe cuz fuzz is such a name you think is this a band from the 50s you know who who hasn't taken the band name fuzz by now but 2011 they were formed they're a really cool band man very awesome and Scott was right about them. he says man if you love Sabbath and you love that kind of stuff you're definitely gonna like fuzz they're heavy they're a three-piece band it's pretty awesome man I like it a lot now I know you Chris like myself are a big fan of the band Budgie.
2: Oh, I love Budgie.
1: Budgie, probably most well-known for being hugely influential on Metallica with songs like Crash Course in Brain Surgery and Bread Fan, both original Budgie songs later on covered by Metallica. And this band just, I don't know, some of these songs on here remind me of Budgie songs. Like If you would have played this one for me and said, hey, check out this unreleased Budgie song, I would have never questioned it, not for a second So if you love that band Like we love that band You're definitely going to love this band Here's a taste for you This is Fuzz Off their 2020 third album Appropriately titled Fuzz 3 This is a song called Nothing People goodness yeah I like it the whole album's really good not all the songs sound exactly like that because all the guys sing you got Ty Siegel in the band Charles Mulhart and Chad Ubowitch. all in that band they all sing they all play their instruments it's it's all badass it's got that kind of throwback 70s you know budgie Sabbath kind of thing going on in it I like it a lot it's really good definitely worth checking out so they got fuzz fuzz 2, if you didn't know and this latest one, Fuzz 3, check them out. It's off of In The Red Records, and it's available pretty much everywhere. I think you're going to dig it.
2: I bet I know what their next album's going to be called. <laughs> <laughs> I have to think about that one for it'll a be called Zo- It'll be called Zoso. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I kind of heard a little bit of Local H in that, too. mm
1: Maybe a little local age, a little Queens of the Stone Age kind of thrown in there.
2: Yeah, it's kind of that, that lo-fi garagey sound.
1: Yeah, it's like throwback, but modern. I don't know. I like it. Whatever it is, I like it.
2: And now for something completely different.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Big time.
2: So, I, you know, it's weird. I never thought that I would say this, but uh, Gene Simmons can write a damn good country song. Oh, Yeah. I know that's hard to believe, but yeah, it's true. I never true.
1: thought i hear anybody say it either.
2: Well, this is uh, the next one I'm going to play, and I, I just love oddball stuff like this. And Alex Michael, who was a guest on Decibel Geek before Aaron even came along yeah. on one of the early Vinny Vincent specials. <laughs> if you really want to hear some crazy stories about Vinny on the European Kiss Expo Tour, look, at, look up those episodes.
1: Oh, yeah, because he was his chaperone.
2: Yeah, he went through a lot with that guy. But Alex is a giant kiss nerd, just like the rest of us. And uh, he, but he's got this project he's had going for a long time called Shameless. Yeah. And Shameless, I mean, Aaron, you've spun stuff from Shameless on the show in the past. Sure, yeah,
1: know? the ones that Stevie Rochelle was singing on.
2: Yeah, and Stevie's on this new record that they put out called "So Good You Should." And uh, but Alex contacted me and he was like check this thing out that we did and what they did is they did a cover of a gene simmons demo that was never put on a record Mm -hmm. it's a song called love is blind and uh it, it was never like fully finished and fleshed out and this is something i've always wanted people to do is take some of these cool old kiss demos and like finish them up and make them professional sounding yeah so uh, this is a really cool cover of Shameless doing Love is Blind with X-Kiss guitarist Bruce Kulik doing the solo. So check this out. Actually makes for a really good song. I I I never really thought a whole lot about the demo, but I was like when I heard it finished, I was like, damn, that's actually a damn good song.
1: That's pretty cool. Yeah, I've never even heard the demo, so I'll have to go see if I can find it. But the song's alright. You know, it's sweet and it's pretty, and Bruce is playing on it. it's awesome, and I love Shameless. You know, those guys, especially Alex, you know, he's got such a rock and roll heart, and he's got always oh, got cool. You know, people coming in, the guy from Pretty Boy Floyd sings on a lot of Shameless stuff. Like I said, Stevie Rochelle from Tough sings on a lot of stuff. John Karabi, I think, has even sung a little little bit with uh, Shameless. Well, and
2: on the Love is Blind cover, that's uh, Frankie Muriel from, do you remember the band called King of the Hill?
1: Yeah, yeah, I do.
2: That's him singing on on this song. Nice. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, but yeah, when I heard it, I was like, wow, it actually sounds like Gene Simmons wrote a country song. But it's enjoyable.
1: Yeah. But it's still, you know, it's it's. I don't know if I hear like the country in it so much. I think it's just like a, it's more ballad-y. I don't know. Maybe that's just what happens well, when Shameless does it. Like they're incapable of country.
2: Well, you're you're crushing my dreams of a Gene Simmons and Super Suckers country tour after oh, Kiss yeah. hangs it up.
1: <laughs> Imagine Gene Simmons going to the boys, the Talisman, and saying. Guess what, guys? We're changing it up from here on out.
2: Jeremy, get your pedal steel out. <laughs> uh,
1: we're, I'm just going to do covers of old Waylon Jennings and Willie Nelson. Yeah. And that's how I want to do it. Paul Picture, can do uh, Soul Station on this, what I'm doing.
2: Picturing Gene in a cowboy hat and a vest.
1: <laughs> They're going to make sure that they never have to retire. The fans will not allow it just for fear of what the side projects are going to be.
2: Yeah, yeah. God knows what you're going to put out next. <laughs>
1: <laughs> please get back together stop doing doo-wop and country songs please
2: yeah i can't wait for the next soul station record
1: <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> i like that though that's cool i didn't even know shameless had a new album or stevie was on it i will definitely be picking that up
2: yeah it, it's gonna be cool and thanks alex for sending that to me i really i'm happy we could play it this
1: week nice all right so i want to talk about one of my very very favorite bands This was a band that I got turned on to by my awesome friend Ian Wadley. Yeah, from the Rock and Metal Combat podcast show. He told me about a band called Orchid. And he's like, Camaro, you've got to check out this band. This was like back in 2011, 2012, he was telling me this. And I was like, okay, you know, on your recommendation, I'll check it out. And I fell in love with this band. They got a couple of albums out since, let's see... Their first album, I think, came out in 2011. Yeah, their first album came out in 2011. It was called Capricorn, but they'd actually released a couple of EPs before that. Then they come out with a few more EPs and another full-length album by 2013. And then another EP called Sign of the Witch in 2015. And today, my wife brought home the milk from the grocery store, and I flipped it over to see what was on the back of it, and it says, Have You Seen Me? with a picture of the band Orchid. Where is Orchid? What happened to them? Does anybody know? Has anybody seen what happened to Orchid?
2: I assume they were still around.
1: They haven't done shit since 2015.
2: Wow, that sucks.
1: And I've been waiting and waiting and waiting for new music from this band. I remember the first time I played them on the show and we talked about them, I said, this is a band that kind of reminds me of sort of what it would be like if like Blackie Lawless was the lead singer of Black Sabbath. Mm -hmm. Because the singer's got like a real Blackie Lawless quality to his vocal delivery, and the band and the songs and everything else is totally Sabbath style. And I love it. I love it so much, they instantly became one of my favorite bands. I went out searching for their albums and their EPs, and at this point, I think I've got most of them. And it's just a band I love so much, and I've been waiting and waiting. So I thought, man, it's weird. I haven't heard from Orchid in a while. You know, let me look them up and see what they're up to. And nothing.
2: Nothing. It sucks.
1: It sucks. I wish somebody would find them and tell them we're looking for them. In the meantime, like I said, from 2015, this was the last thing that we heard from Orchid. It was an EP called Sign of the Witch. Mm, it was just as badass as the original stuff I liked, and it's the reason why I need more Orchid. Unsolved Decibel Geek Mysteries, right here. Here's an Orchid with a song called Helicopters. <laughs> and roll style right there it's orchid have you seen me where are they somebody find them
2: i don't know where they are but i like that song a lot
1: man that whole ep is killer and like i said it was last thing they did No, i don't know it's like why isn't the world out looking for orchid
2: <laughs> well yeah you mentioned ian suggesting them and I, I think i got turned on to him them through him as well and uh But, yeah, I assume they were still around. I kind of equate them with uh, Uncle Acid and the Deadbeats. Like, I thought they were both still going
0: around.
1: I think Uncle Acid is still around.
2: They are, yeah. I think they
1: just put out an album not too long ago. Yeah. But man, I like both those bands, but man, Orchid, I think blows the other band away and blows away. I mean, when I heard this band for the first time and heard the Mouth of Madness album all the way through. Great record. It was like, this thing just jumps right up to the top, you know, of my Mm -hmm. list of favorite bands. Like they pushed their way right into the top 20 just based on what they've done from 2009 to 2015. And Someone, shouldn't we have some sort of amber alert or something for this?
2: I have an orchid alert. A
1: orchid alert? <laughs> Please, somebody help us find orchid. We're going to have some sad commercial on TV or something.
2: Aaron's going to be pulling people over, holding up a picture. of. am have you seen this band? <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you do see them, tell them we're looking for them and we need new music. Yeah. And we're scared and we're worried. And we're not mad, we're just a little disappointed
2: first time i've gotten a terminator 2 reference into the show that's cool
1: <laughs> please come home orchid
2: yeah all right well i got one more and uh if we're going to talk about other podcasters turning us on to bands i guess i need to do that with my last pick this is uh a band called torpedo head that i got turned on to a few years ago by uh the the much maligned but still cool michael butler from the rock and roll geek show he uh, he's interviewed the guy, the vocalist Sven Sp- Spacebrain from this band, and he turned me onto this band through his show, so I have to give credit where it's due. But they're a German band. They were formed in 2008. It's just a trio. It's Sven Hardy on bass and Zach on drums, and uh, it's just straight ahead good rock and roll. There's uh, I can't really say it's much more than that. It's no, no frills, but it's got good melody and uh, catchy tunes. And this is the new song from Torpedo Head. I got emailed about this like two weeks ago, so I was like, I'm gonna play that on the show. This is Torpedo Head with a new song called One Step Ahead.
3: You can sing my song, walk my walk, try to shut my mouth and talk my talk. No matter what you do, I'm always one step ahead of you. Steal my riff, cut your hair. Pretty
1: good.
2: Yeah, I like them a lot. They're, that's a great German band, and uh, I don't think they get enough credit where uh, where it's due. I like them a lot. Torpedo Head. Check them out.
1: They've been around for a while?
2: Yeah, 2008.
1: You know what it kind of makes me think of? It makes me think, like, this could be really popular on radio right now with young people. You know, it's like, I hear something like this, and I think maybe this is what, like, Machine Gun Kelly aspires to be, but doesn't have the goods to actually be that. Yeah. You know, it's kind of got that attitude, young attitude to it. You know, I think I think kids could dig that.
2: Yeah, I think so too. I mean, it's got a fresh sound to it, but uh, yeah, I don't mean they're not banging Megan Fox or drinking her blood. So they, they that,
1: so. Yuck! <laughs> yeah.
2: I don't get it either, but I'm just saying.
1: That's wild. So, so far today, I think we've done pretty good. We've talked about a lot of cool bands, maybe some stuff you've heard of, maybe some stuff you haven't heard of before. If you guys, like I said, if you know of a band that you think more people ought to know about and you want to share that, the perfect place to do it is the Decibel Geek Facebook community. Get on there, get in the conversation, share that stuff up. You know, let's keep the conversation about rock music going in the modern age because as you know you know i tell this people when they ask me about the podcast metal edge magazine hit parade or all that you know rip circus you can't go to the grocery store and buy that no more you can't turn on your cable tv to mtv and expect to see anything music related on there you know when these things used to be so important to us and really most of all like we've been talking about all this whole episode radio. It's not there for us anymore and that's why what we do here feels important because those outlets aren't there anymore but the people are still there. There's still many people out in this world that love rock music just as much today as they did in the 80s, the 90s, even the old-timers in the 70s and the 60s. I know you guys are still with us too waiting for that Rolling Stones best and worst episode. (laughs) We'll get that someday. You never know. We do that. But everybody that loves this music, that wants to keep up with it, that wants to talk about it, that wants to discover new stuff, you know, you guys have supported us since the beginning of this show many years ago, and you stick with us to this day. Radio Sucks Radio Show, one of the staples of what we've done all these years. We've had some good ones today, and I'm going to wrap it up with one more. You got anything else, any other news or anything before I hit it?
2: No, i think that's it just make sure you guys check out all the bands on here and uh you know leave us a review for next week damn it.
1: if you're a podcaster you better let chris know if you're coming to the get together coming up real soon
2: yeah rock and pod retreat uh july 23rd uh coming up soon uh yeah it's gonna be a full d- full day of awesome stuff uh just go to rock and you can go to the link there and uh, check out all the information
1: it's gonna be a good time come hang out with us in nashville rock music city All right, so let me tell you a story about a youngish Aaron Camaro. You know, when I was a kid in the sixth grade, I loved Poison, and then it's Motley Crue. You know, before that, it's Kiss, it's in the Ozzy, it's in all this stuff that I love so much, you know, And, and you see like the crescendo when you look back about like certain times where music changed. And out of the 80s into the 90s, you know, out of the 90s into the 2000s, I was having a kind of a tough time, you know, because I was still a fan of Guns N' Roses, still a fan of Metallica, you know, and all these bands I love so much. But the big thing was the new metal. There was some stuff I dug, you know, I was like Drowning Pool. I was into Godsmack a little bit, Disturbed kind of a little bit, you know, but there were some cool new bands coming out. But there was one new metal band that really stood head and shoulders above the rest for me personally. And that was a band called The Murder Dolls. Remember The Murder Dolls? Of course. Yes. Wednesday 13. That's right, Wednesday 13. And one thing that I always dug about The Murder Dolls is the way Wednesday 13 sings. Because it reminds me of Stevie Rochelle from Tough. Hmm. All the Stevie Rochelle references we got going on today, I love it. I know we're doing it right.
2: we got a lot of love today.
1: So what I loved about that band was they were hard rock, and the lead singer to me sounded like Stevie Rochelle. So I was like, man, I love this band. So then over the years, I discovered the other stuff that Wednesday 13 has done, the Frankenstein drag queens from Planet 13, and you know, more Murder Dolls albums, and then he's got solo stuff he's done, kinda in the vein of Alice Cooper, but really heavy music. Like when he comes out with a new album nowadays, usually it's pretty damn heavy, and I'm cool with that because I love the heavy stuff too. But honestly, my favorite thing that Wednesday 13 ever did was back in 2009, and it was a project called Gunfire 76. Have you ever heard of this before? No, this is brand new to me. Okay, this is badass. So to me, as a huge fan of Tuff, when I listen to this album, I think, this is the album that should have followed Tuff's debut album in a different time in a different world, you know, where that style of music maybe had a couple more years because tough was right at the end. You know, they got chopped before they ever had a chance to really advance beyond that first album. This is Wednesday 13, just straightforward rock and roll. And to me, it sounds like a lost tough album so much. Mm. And I love it a lot. The whole thing is just killer. So if you're a fan of old school rock, you know what I'm talking about, sunset strip style, then you're going to love this. The album's called Casualties and Tragedies. Like I said, it came out in 2009. It was a Wednesday 13 project. And I think you're going to want to crank this one up. This has been the Radio Sucks Radio Show. You're not going to hear any of these songs on radio. But who needs that? You've got us. So taking us out, it's Gunfire 76 with a tune called Nothings. All I need, and we'll see you
3: next week. See up The sea, I've got problems, but I don't care to solve them, because the only path I'm taking. Another rat crawling through the cracks Another scar, another bruise on my face